0: You know, sometimes we're talking about location in regard to just, you know, where the shopper is, but on the back end, being able to more effectively and efficiently track your products and more efficiently route your shippers, that's going to create the efficiencies that you need to make the last mile successful.
1: Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. I'm Krista Crum, Esri Analyst Relations Lead, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard Debbie House, Editor-in-Chief of Retail Touchpoints, highlight the benefits of tapping into business insights generated by location intelligence and data-driven analysis. Today's most competitive brands use location intelligence and advanced analytics to deepen connection with their customers. Here, as remarketing programs lead Ed Loker find out how location technology and location analytics help enrich the customer experience for retail innovators and leaders.
2: So Debbie, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Where is retail today compared to 2008, and how much has innovative uses of data and technology contributed to the gains that it's made since then in this decade?
0: So that is a great question for us at Retail Touchpoints because coincidentally, it's our 10th year anniversary. So And as we speak, we're putting together a digital yearbook of sorts to assess this very question. So be on the lookout for that. But I would just say on a high level, you know, what I've seen happen during the past 10 years as an editor as well as a consumer is a significant shift in the ability to use data to improve the customer experience by delivering more personalized and relevant one-to-one communications across all touch points in the shopper journey. I think today the term omnichannel has become stale because it's really no longer a new concept. We're really just talking about retail and retail the way customers want it. When we launched our digital publication 10 years ago, we said we'd be covering the customer-facing aspects of retail, but that's now what retail has become.
2: As customers have come to expect more personalized treatment from the retail space, what are those big roadblocks that are really confounding retailers as they're trying to create that personalized experience?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We could talk about each one of those topics all day long. But on a high level, the biggest obstacle I see for retailers is their ability to get out of their own way. They need to test and learn or test and fail if that's the case. Uh, During the Shop Talk event, I heard a lot about that. In our coverage that featured 16 quick quotes from speakers, I quoted uh, Dana Randall from Tapestry, uh, which sells coach and other luxury brands. And the quote I used was quick and dirty, meaning, as she said, make a smaller investment to test, learn what you need to learn, validate what you need to validate in order to gain confidence across the organization. So that said, here's just a quick overview for each one of the technologies that you mentioned. First, location intelligence, I think, is vital for the ability to better track physical shopper behavior, to mimic the online experience in-store and when shoppers are out and about. But beacon technology, for one, has not proven to be the answer there. Retailers need a more comprehensive approach that gives them access to more relevant data. Um, For IoT, I think that there are just so many applications of the Internet of Things and so much confusion about what it is and what it does. At its core, it is at the center of the next generation of retail, though, offering the ability to connect physical and digital worlds to create a better customer experience. One new term that I think we're probably going to get sick of soon is fidgetal, which describes that connection between physical and digital. For artificial intelligence, um, I definitely think that AI is going to change the way we interact with and market to consumers. And retailers need to figure out how they're going to interact with chatbots in order to avoid being left out of the conversation and therefore be left out of the purchase decision. The problem that a lot of more traditional retail organizations have is that they're stuck in old processes and they can't get out of their own way, like I said before. Um, So they really need to figure out how to... You know, and this is a cliche also, break down the silos between business units in the organization. They need to start bringing together uh, different executives from marketing and merchandising and store operations and e-commerce. They need to figure out how they can work together and have the customer at the center of all their strategies and goals.
2: Retail as an industry has undergone an incredible digital transformation of itself. So what about digital transformation has really stood out to you in this past year?
0: So I definitely mentioned personalization at the beginning of our conversation, and it's absolutely going to come up over and over again um, as we talk. My personal theme of this year's National Retail Federation Big Show in January was personalization is the new omni-channel. Personalization is what everyone was talking about at, at this year's NRF event, and but they don't necessarily really know what it means to their organizations and how to implement it effectively. And that's what the problem was initially with omnichannel when it was first introduced. Um, So I definitely think we have a long way to go before we optimize our efforts around personalization. I think one of the big questions for retailers to ask and answer is, do we see a path to moving beyond generalized persona groups to delivering on the promise of real one-to-one personalization?
2: So how is artificial intelligence or machine learning going to help those those organizations manage this journey along personalization? And who's doing a good job of it today, if anybody?
0: AI and machine learning are going to be one of the most important advancements for retailers to embrace in order to better understand the wants and needs of every customer on an individual level. But you know saying that humans are still going to be part of the equation and so retailers are really going to have to think about how they you know how they blend the two how they integrate um human interaction with artificial intelligence and machine learning in my view i think it's more about the nimble organizations versus the organizations that are tied down to old ways of thinking and, and doing things, and so you know some of the you know the the retailers who are going to be um, leading the way with these things are going to be some of the more um, innovative entrepreneurial companies that are, you know, moving up right now, and companies like Warby Parker and Bonobos, for example, Stitch Fix, you know, they're all embracing uh, the latest technologies, but they have a leg up in a way because, you know, they're able to be more nimble. They don't have a lot of red tape to go through. They can test things quickly and learn from any mistakes that they make. You know, I think that they're definitely leading the way. Uh, You know, also, um, you know, we can look at the other end of the spectrum to companies like Target, for example, I mean, Walmart has been busy doing a a lot of things, and they're trying to become more innovative. I know BJ's Wholesale Club, for example, is going through a drastic digital transformation, and they just assigned their first chief digital officer as well.
2: For those brands that have been around a long time, they've developed a reputation, and they have a long history of customer expectations. You mentioned a few of the fast movers, so I'll throw out Nordstrom as an example. How are those sort of longer standing organizations dealing with this transformation?
0: Yeah, Nordstrom is a really interesting example because they've tried some things that haven't worked that well, but they're also implementing some things that do work well along the path of digital transformation. You know, and it's, it's funny because the store associates, if that's what they call them in Nordstrom, I mean, you know, at, from the beginning, they had their little black books with their customers' names in them, and they gave that very, very personalized customer experience. Now they can do that with mobile, and Nordstrom's definitely been implementing technologies that allow their store associates to continue that one-on-one relationship, but, you know, in a more technologically advanced way. and And that is what our customers are expecting these days. They're not, they don't still expect you to walk around with a black book. Nordstrom also had tried uh, some, I think, beacon technology where, where, and and then they put a sign up in the store, letting people know about it. And they got a lot of pushback on it, but they still have an extremely loyal customer base because of their history of customer experience. And so I I think that, you know, I have to applaud them in a way because they're willing to try things. um, And if they don't work, you know, they just, try something else. And so, um, you know, that's definitely a really good example of an organization that's been around a long time, but is trying new things and is maintaining customer loyalty.
2: Do you get the sense that retailers are seeing location as maybe a secret sauce that can help them really transform or transcend the relationships they have with their customer, or I don't see a ton of value there long term?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a spectrum when it comes to retailers' understanding of technologies and business strategies, no matter what they are. Some are going to get it right away. Others uh, really need an education. I think, though, on a high level, if you talk to a retail executive about location, they'll say that being able to track customer behavior across every touchpoint of the shopping journey is critical to long-term success. But... Many might need an education to learn about the different ways location data is collected and used. And need, they need to understand that, you know, those maps are really colorful and really pretty, but there's much more to them than, you know, than just the the beauty of them.
2: Have you seen retailers apply location in an interesting way that, that resonated with you as being, wow, that, that has some staying power. That was a maybe a non-intuitive but extremely powerful application of a new frame of reference
0: you know i I was at a location based marketing association uh event a while back, and there were some really cool examples of digital out of home strategies and it's it's that really struck me because you know when we think about the touch points we think about at home on your laptop you know on your phone in the store when you're on social media, but you don't necessarily think about when customers are walking down the street. And so when you start to think and talk about digital out of home and how you can, if I'm walking by a digital sign at a bus stop, for example, it may show some relevant content for me. You know, That's really impressive and that's really impactful. And so that, that's just one example that I think that retailers are thinking about location. They don't necessarily think about on the go, I know we're starting to think and talk more about in the car, and that's definitely going to be you know growing in importance, but you know also just walking down the street or walking by digital signs something that I think more people in the industry should should be thinking more about
2: shifting gears just a little bit, your organization has published this report about the last mile on retail. Talk to me a little bit about your report on what retailers are doing to meet these unrealistic expectations that people have sort of adopted when it comes to getting things when they want it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that first off, they're not unrealistic expectations if they're getting it from someone like Amazon, for example. So retailers know that they, you know, in order to keep customers happy, it's not just about getting the product that they want, but it's about getting it when they want it, getting it delivered, how they want it delivered. And it's not the sexiest topic to talk about. It's not IoT or AI, but it's going to make a significant difference when it comes to customer satisfaction and loyalty to a brand. Um, So yeah, we just conducted our first last mile benchmark survey. It's a extremely hot topic in the industry right now even though you know it's kind of behind the scenes to a degree but we're finding that a number of factors are vital to the success of the last mile and you talked a little bit about speed you know it's a must have in today's amazon ruled world a recent consumer survey that we quoted in the report found that 61% of shoppers today are looking for faster deliveries so retailers need to keep that in mind but in addition to that accuracy is an imperative. If you send the wrong items to shoppers, you're going to lose their confidence, which means you'll lose future sales. And in the meantime, you're going to waste time and money with returns and replacements. You know, As budgets are, get tighter and tighter in the retail industry, and we know they always have been and they always will be, retailers are looking for ways to make their business processes more efficient. But it's a balancing act because we're looking to do more for the consumer faster and more accurately at the same time, create efficiencies. In addition to speed and accuracy, transparency and flexibility are two other key issues for shoppers. They want to know where their shipment is at every moment, and they want the ability to decide where they purchase their products and how they're delivered. And and a lot of retailers are starting to be more proactive about using technologies that allow shoppers to track their shipments every step of the way. And, And that's going to be important for all retailers to adopt, especially we found that uh, in our survey that close to 70% of retailers have been increasing their shipments to shoppers' homes in the last 18 months. That's 70%. So, you know, as they're increasing the amount of inventory that they're shipping directly to shoppers' homes, they need to become more efficient and adopt the technologies that are going to help them do that. You know, so they have. we have all these expectations, speed, accuracy, transparency, flexibility, but there's huge challenges that come along with that. So for for retailers, the biggest challenge that was cited by 49% of our survey respondents is customer expectations around delivery times. And that's when we were talking about transparency. So they need to work on that. But the next greatest challenge is from 47% of our respondents, rising shipping costs. And um, and the third one, which builds the problem, is customer expectations of free or low-cost shipping at 33%. So you know, they have this combination of challenges that can just be a sinkhole if they don't have the right data and technology in place to deal with this. Because, again, customers want to know exactly when something's going to be delivered, and they want free or low-cost shipping. But at the same time, retailers are dealing with increasing shipping costs. So, you know, they, they absolutely need to find uh, the technologies that are going to help them create efficiencies across all of these challenges and, again, make the customer happy.
2: So how does location add value to those components that we just talked about, the speed, the flexibility, transparency? How can location make that a better experience for customers?
0: So I think that it, that, that question will go to the efficiency side and, you know, everything that uh, customers are looking for. But, you know, you need to be able to deliver on the promise that you're making to the consumers. In our survey, we found some kind of new solutions that retailers are using to meet those demands And. Location can play into almost all of these solutions. A lot of retailers realize they have a lot of carrier and shipping options, and 35% have invested in transportation management solutions today, and another 21% are going to be adding them. Route optimization also is another important solution, and again, location you know plays a vital role in that as well. Um, As many as 54% of retailers are going to have route optimization in play by 2020. So I think that. IOT sensors also are making inroads at 36%. So I think that when, you know, sometimes we're talking about location in regard to just, you know, where the shopper is, but on the back end being able to more effectively and efficiently track your products and more efficiently route your shippers, that's going to create the efficiencies that you need in order to be able to implement all the technology that you need to and give shoppers all the options that they're looking for um, to make the last mile successful.
2: So let's talk a little bit about disruptors in the last mile. Is Amazon still going to be the 800-pound gorilla in five years?
0: Amazon is not going anywhere, for sure. But their profit comes in their services, and so that, you know, that creates you know, a dilemma for retailers who are always debating about whether or not they should try to compete with Amazon um, especially for smaller and more niche retail players. Um, you know, we see Walmart's working on it. They, With the acquisition of Jet.com, um, they're definitely trying to do a better job with e-commerce and become more competitive with Amazon. Um, but on the other side, Amazon's acquisition of Whole Foods and the opening of Amazon Bookstores and Amazon Go stores shows us that Amazon knows it needs to make a move into the physical space in order to remain competitive. So, you know, you can see there's a little bit of fear on the Amazon side as well
2: is there a resurgence that you see for those brick and mortar stores the you know either a, a flagship store for a larger brand or is there hope for you know the local bookstore because it still delivers that physical experience
0: you know i was I was just talking to a couple of retailers who um, are going to be speaking at our Retail Innovation Conference. They're going to be talking about disrupting traditional retail categories. And they started as, as pure plays but are now opening dozens of stores every year. So, you know, we hear about the retail apocalypse and we think about, you know, what's happening to retail stores. But, you know, the fact is more stores are opening are closing. The so retailers, I mean Toys R Us is the most recent victim. I mean it's the retailers that aren't, you know, rising to the challenge of what today's retail is all about, which is the customer and the experienced who are gonna fall victim to what a lot of people in the industry don't want to use the term
2: apocalypse. So Debbie, can you give me the just the best example that you've seen of a retailer combining all of these issues that we've talked about today that just created a wonderful customer experience in your mind.
0: Yeah, and and that's one of the things that's so great about working in the retail industry is that we're all – customers, we're all consumers, and so we can always think about the retail industry in personal terms as well. Um, I last year wrote a blog called My Last Great Customer Experience, and it was after dealing with um, REI. And we were going on our first backcountry camping trip and spent a lot of time and a lot of visits to the REI store as well as the REI site. And what was great about that was we were able to go into the store, try out the products, talk to experts. Uh, who There was always someone in the store who could answer a question from their own personal experience um, and with great product knowledge. Um, and they had ways for us to try on backpacks and to make sure we were going to be safe and give us advice about where we were going to be traveling. The other thing, though, that REI was able to do was if I ordered something online, Um, I was able to bring it back to the store, no questions asked. Um, They have a fantastic loyalty program. And it just, you know, confirmed to me that um, if you do it right, if you do the store experience right, um, you're going to still be around, you know, 10, 20 years from now. So it's, you know, we, again, we talk a lot about stores that, stores and chains that are closing, but the ones that are figuring out, you know, to make it a fun, relevant experience, um, connect with your shopper. And this, is, this goes way back to the beginning of retail, where you went into your local store and the store owner knew who you were. Um, it, you know, you can still do that today being a, a large chain like REI.
2: So how can people get a hold of the survey that you've referenced a couple of times?
0: Retailers can download a copy at the Retail Touchpoints website, which is www.retailtouchpoints.com. They can reach out to me directly, Debbie at retailtouchpoints.com, and I'll I'll send them the PDF.
2: Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you spending this time with us and and helping us better understand a, a very interesting and dynamic space.
1: No problem. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. And thanks to Debbie House for helping us better understand the role of data and technology in the age of the customer. To learn more, download our free eBooks, Making Sense of Digital Transformation at esri.com forward slash wear and making the most of the internet of things at esri.com forward slash IOT.